Also, some breaking news right now this morning is that Max Duffy, who played a handful of games for the Fremantle Dockers, played in the WAFL competition, he has just signed a deal to join an NFL team as a punter. And one man who knows him very, very well, and he'll be back a little bit later, but the breaking news is with Tyson Beatty, who joins us each and every Tuesday with Star Spangled Banter. Tyson, this is big news for a young West Aussie. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Goss. Uh, fantastic news. Uh, Max Duffy has signed a contract, a three-year deal with the Denver Broncos. And uh, look, for Max, it's been a long time coming because the draft was three weeks ago and he's been waiting to sign a deal as an undrafted free agent after that period. Eventually, the Broncos came calling and it's a really good situation for him. Now, I should clarify that a three-year deal in the NFL is not guaranteed. It's simply a contract, but it's not, it's not a guaranteed contract. So he still needs to win the job in training camp, uh, which will take place around about July, August, and the start of the season, which will begin in September. OK, so we're keen to speak to Max Duffy, but Max think he, thinks he hasn't any, reached any great heights just yet, so he wants to go under the radar. Yeah, I've, I've, I've put, a, put a request in for Max. I just had a chat to him a little bit earlier. He is going to wear the number 15, he told me. So he spent his first day at the club today. And uh, he's going to be competing with a guy named Sam Martin for the starting job. Martin's been around for about seven, eight years. He's been an OK punter. He hasn't been a standout. So it's a real opportunity for Max to win the job and become the starting punter at the, at the Denver Broncos. But it's going to take some hard work. Um, and some, some really good punting to win that job. Look, hopefully we'll get him on the, on the program at some point over the next uh, few days or weeks. So just repeating the news, a three-year deal of sorts to join the Broncos. Um, and just a, a bit of a backgrounder in regards to his, of his punting uh, career so far in the States. What, what's the Max Duffy story? Well, you, 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 you set up his, his AFL career, played three games for Fremantle. He joined the University of Kentucky on full scholarship as a punter back in 2018. He spent three seasons there and he won the Ray Guy Award, which is the best uh, punter in college football back in 2019. So he's been a very, very good punter at that level. Um, didn't get drafted. There were some questions on probably just his ability to kick a spiral as opposed to the rollout drop punt style that he really dominated in college. They wanted to see him kick that big ball. He's proven that now before uh, training camp. So he's got an opportunity with the Denver Broncos. And look, it's a really good scenario for him to be in. It's going to be a great opportunity for, to potentially make the squad. <laughs> It's Tuesday and that means it's time for Star Spangled Banter with our man Tyson Beatty. How's your week been, Toss? Uh, not too bad at all, Goss. Uh, I want to start by saying, look, I've got some ammunition for your boss, Mr Hutchison, to take to the AFL. The ratings for the play-in tournament for the NBA, they were outstanding, up 60% on the regular season. It was a, it was a big tick for the administrators, big tick for the fans. The playing tournament worked. It gave the teams that were already locked in a little bit of rest, but it kept the momentum of the season going at the end of the regular season. I think it really worked. Okay, so there it is, Hutchie. If you're listening, that's time to beat that drum again in the AFL. Speaking of uh, NBA, how are we travelling so far? Well, we'll just go over the games yesterday because there were some uh, interesting results. The Philadelphia 76ers, the number one seed in the East, knocking off the Wizards. And uh, a good game by our man Ben Simmons. 15 and 15 in re rebounds and, and assists. assists. Yes. Only not, six points. Only six points. He's not a big scorer, but that's okay. If he's doing his jobs on the glass and he's contributing 
with assists, then that's enough because Philly have enough firepower everywhere else. Is that a change in his game though? Isn't he, wasn't he a big high high points getter before? No, he's not a he's not Is a perimeter right? he's not a perimeter scorer. So he's a man that that works the glass really well. Okay. He finds he finds pace. He finds inside movement. So he's not he's not a really high scorer. That's not what they rely upon him for. They rely upon him to find find targets inside and also to rebound. And 15 boards okay. is fantastic for the first game. So that's good. So 76ers with the victory there. Uh, the LA Lakers taking on the Suns. Now, the Lakers going into this game, despite being the seventh seed, were actually second overall in the betting odds in the entire NBA playoffs, purely because they had LeBron, mm. right? They have LeBron, they have Anthony Davis, but they go down in game one, 99 to 90 uh, against the Phoenix Suns. So uh, disappointing LeBron, 18.7 boards, 10 assists in that first game. Devin Booker top scored for the Suns, 34.7 rebounds and five assists. Uh, This one, the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks. Now the Knicks playing Mm. back at Madison Square Garden for the first time in a long time in front of fans. Now they... Uh, had a pretty big crowd there and also a lot of excitement for their first playoff series in seven years. They go down at the buzzer. It was a fantastic uh, sort of running rainbow shot by Trey Young. He was terrific, 32.7 boards, 10 assists, and the Hawks win 107-105. Atlanta not really favoured to go really far in this playoff series. The other game... The Memphis Grizzlies beat the Utah Jazz. Bit of an upset here. The Jazz, number one overall seed in the West, go down to Memphis. Goss, there's always a number one seed that looks shaky <laughs> in the first round. And unfortunately, it could be the Utah Jazz and our man Joe Ingles. Mm. Uh, Dylan Brooks top scored for Memphis, 31.7 rebounds, two assists. And Mike Conley top scored for the Jazz. Joe Ingles was uh, okay, 11 points in that loss. But they're going to have to rebound quickly because remember... They only have one more game before they go back on the road. What about today then? We've got games today. I know that uh, Milwaukee and Miami started early, so we'll uh, be across that. Uh, Portland and Denver? Yeah, I, I think uh, just going back to the Heat and Barks, G- Jimmy Butler versus Giannis, that's going to be a really interesting matchup and potentially an upset. But Milwaukee not really talked about as much as they were last year going into the playoffs, so maybe they're a bit of a sleeping giant. Uh, the Blazers and the Nuggets, uh, another good one. Damian Lillard, the star in that in that playoff series, you'd think. I think, I think Portland can get the upset in that series. And a huge day tomorrow. We've got Boston and Brooklyn, as you said, the Lakers and the Suns and Dallas versus the Clippers tomorrow. Also, we're talking a whole range of things. And in particular, you talk about uh, LeBron James. He got in trouble for bre- breaching the safety protocol. Well, well he, he he got investigated, so he he's not going to be punished. Now, this is kind of an interesting. This is kind of your rules for some goss, which, <laughs> which sometimes we really? bring up, right? So, LeBron James he he attended a promotional event for a tequila in which he's invested in. It's amazing how much players love to invest in tequila, don't they? It's it's a it's the product of choice for uh, star athletes and and rap stars, rock stars, and pop stars. Now. The event, which also um, was attended by Drake and the actor Michael B. Jordan, who's pretty hot stuff at the moment, it it took place actually before the play-in tournament. Uh, The NBA say, look, the Lakers are handling it. We've got got nothing to say here. But it's been criticised that, look, he, he, he obviously breached protocol in some ways here. There were people that attended the event that weren't registered for COVID, so he's outside the protocols. Should he have been suspended? But no way do you want LeBron not playing in the no playoffs, Goss. No way will that be happening on his watch, no doubt about that. What about gra- crowd capacities for the NBA playoffs? Okay, I, I find this fascinating because, uh, again, comparing to us here in Australia. So crowds capacity, they've really ramped them up for the playoffs. So Madison Square Garden had 15,000 uh, in attendance. Now... You wouldn't believe how many people actually knew COVID cases in New York City yesterday, guys. Over a thousand new cases. 
And they said, yep, no worries, we'll have 15,000 in there. Wow. The Dallas Mavericks are preparing to have 12,000. Uh, they've, they've had um, uh, quite a few cases as well in that area. Generally, it, it's, it's varied a lot state by state and mm. different governments making decisions. But I think everyone's going to have a, a reasonable amount of fans in the crowd, despite the fact that COVID cases are still circling in community. Yeah. Very different to Australia, isn't it? Very much so. And interesting that we talk about the, the themes and the moods of NBA games throughout the season. It's been hard to watch on the television when there's been no crowds and players just going up and down the court. It reminds me of just a pre-season, pre-season game. That's what it looks like. It's hard to emulate, isn't it? Because so. because basketball is an energy sport and Correct. and the crowd makes a massive difference. Remember, it's the, it's the crowd that's closest to the action of any sport anywhere. Really, isn't it? I mean, you've got fans literally metres from mm, the stars. Mm. They can almost touch them. So it does make a big am- in impact in playoffs. Liz Cambridge is making news. Yeah, Liz, so this is our, uh, our cracky Yankee wanky of the week. <laughs> and she's not a Yankee, but she's she's caught Doesn't up in... sound like it. Yeah. Her, her accent is very much leaning this way, as we're about to find out. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's caught up in a little bit of a spat with um, the Connecticut Suns coach, Kurt Miller. So have a, li- have a listen to this. She, he criticised her weight. Uh, recently. So he coaches against her in the WNBA. Yeah, Connecticut Sun. So just have a look at, at her response to his criticism of her weight. So to the coach of Connecticut, I'm sorry, little sir man, I do not know your name. Um, but the next time you try to call out a referee, um, you know, trying to get a call being like, come on, she's 300 pounds. I'm going to need you to get right, baby, because I'm 6'8". I'm weighing, I just double checked because I love to be correct and get facts. I'm weighing 235 pounds and I'm, I'm very proud of being a big bitch. Body, Big Ben's baby. Um, so don't ever try to disrespect me or another woman in the league. I don't know if that's how like coaches run. Like you just disrespect, you try to disrespect women like that from the sideline. Are you so lucky it was during a game? That whole part, you were so lucky that I was at my doing my job. Anyway, to that little man, like whole little tiny, like where is you? Um, stop trying to protect your insecurities, baby. She doesn't back down, does she? Doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's Andrew Bogut, uh, a rival coach, a rival player. She stands her ground. She says what she thinks, and she backs it up with the way she talks as well. I mean, she she makes a good point there, um, but. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty poor poor stuff from that coach. Pretty unprofessional. And terrible. he got whacked with a $10,000 fine, Goss. Yeah, that is terrible. Anything else before we let you go? Uh, no, I mean, I just think the Brooklyn Nets. I think you've got to ask me for a prediction who's going to win the NBA oh, playoffs well, now so you, you can hold me account. Do you think the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the NBA? I think they're just scary. I think I think their trio is just uh, is, is pretty unstoppable. They'll come through the East pretty easily, and it depends who they match up on. I think everyone's going to bruise each other in the West. I think that the Nets can win it this year. Especially when James Harden says this. That's a, like... <laughs> Brag or anything, but I'm like, I really, I'm really good at this this game. He's pretty good at the game. Hey, thanks for coming in. On you guys. Yes, uh, our man Tyson Beatty for Star Spangled Banter each and every Tuesday. This is the Sporting Goss.